Auto Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. St. Louis and all parts northeast, south, and west. Kevin Slayton with you as we welcome you in. This is the Window World, stl-cars.com, King's Court on kevinslaytonshow.com. This is where you come to hear the live show every morning, the unvarnished truth backed by facts and evidence as we give it to you every day. And then you can hear the podcast here on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Google, Anchor, any place you listen to podcasts, you'll hear us, and you'll find us in the top 5% of podcasts worldwide, thanks to you, our listeners. Remember, you can always help us. Simply uh, Google Kevin Slayton show. When you get to the Apple location, just hit the three dots, click follow, and then write a comment where it says write a review. Just say he sucks or he's great or he's whatever you want to say, it matters. And he can do it every day, so thank you for that. We appreciate that. The bad news is we have a short show this morning because I've been invited to play in a holiday weekend tournament uh, in Springfield, Illinois, so I'll be skedaddling here after about 25 or 30 minutes. So I apologize for that since I was off last uh, three days prior to yesterday. But we're back on Monday full, full throttle, and the sports show is really making some Inroads, and it's coming your way July 5th, the day after the 4th of July. That's when we'll debut it. But I have enough material today to last me a week. It just seems to write itself. Our phone lines are always open, 636-538-0746, 636-538-0746. This document case against Trump is, as we all know, a flim-flam operation. It's a joke. It'll go nowhere. It'll drag on, mind you. It'll harass Trump. It'll harass his voters. It'll be designed to wear him out and his voters and his supporters and the independents and the Democrats who would switch over. That's the the design plan by the liberals. They don't spend any time trying to solve your problems or your pocketbook issues or inflation they, design, they spend all their time designing plans to take Trump out and eliminate him. I'll always say the same thing. If, if you beat him so easily, why don't you want to run, him, run against him again? I'm a coach. I beat your football team by three touchdowns. I want to play you next week. 
but they don't want to play him. I wonder why. Could it be that they know they didn't beat him? Could it be that they know they rigged the election? There is no other explanation for taking Trump out of the race. There is none. You can come up with anything you want. It's all bullshit. You know it. There is no other reason. If you beat him, and you beat him handily, you would want him again as your opponent. I want Biden again because I know Trump beat him. I don't want Biden out of the race. I want him in the race. And that's logic, simple logic. But with this documents case out there, whatever happened to the documents that they found at several residences of Biden's, as well as his office and other places, garages? What happened to that case, Jonathan Turley? Can you update us? I can tell you nothing at all because we've seen no signs of life out of that investigation of President Biden. Now, it may be uh, that her is just a better prosecutor because there were nothing but leaks with regard to the uh, Trump investigation. Uh, and all of the leaks were clearly designed to undermine and hurt Trump. Uh, it's been radio silence with her. So that could be a good thing. But... We haven't heard the usual things coming out of his investigation, which would be people being called to the to the grand jury, subpoenas being issued. Those are things that come out because the third parties are not ordinarily required to be silent about it. You're allowed to say that you're going to a grand jury. So we've seen no indication of that. And it's just a striking contrast. You know, with the Trump investigations, prosecutors come out like B-52s, and when it comes to Biden, it's sort of like a crop duster. I mean, we, we just can't really peg where he is right now. Well, let me help you out, Professor. Here's where they are. They're going to do nothing, nothing at all. And their excuse that they claim is that, well, Joe Biden turned over the documents. The FBI didn't have to come and get them. That's just a lie. And everybody knows it's a lie. Biden didn't turn anything over. They found them. Then they searched his vacation home. They searched his office and they found more. Do you think they, they act like Biden called up the FBI? Oh, by the way, I have some documents here. That didn't happen. Biden hid them for two decades. He stole some of these as a senator. What do you mean he came forward? If he, if he had come forward, he would have come forward 20 years ago. Hey, by the way, I have these documents I took illegally while I was a senator. I think I should give them back. That's how they act like that's what he did. But he did nothing of the kind. Now, mind you, I don't much care about documents because they lead to nothing. But the president and the president alone has authority to declassify documents, designate them as his personal documents. A senator doesn't. A vice president doesn't. And Biden illegally stole documents as both positions and never gave them back until he was caught. Trump wasn't caught. Trump did nothing illegal. Biden did. That's the difference. And if you don't think that this is all designed as a plan to take Trump out, I want to take you back to Biden earlier in his administration when a reporter asked him about seven months ago that it looked as though Trump was gearing up to run again. And what would Biden do to stop him? To your predecessor, 
who is about to launch another campaign. So how do you reassure them if that is the reason for their questioning that the former president will not return, that his political movement, which is still very strong, uh, will not oh, yeah. once again take power in the United <laughs> States? Well, um, we just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by uh, if we uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he, uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our Constitution, does not become the next president again. Did you hear that? First, did you hear him mockingly laugh when the reporter said that President Trump had a very strong base of support? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll take him out. It's as simple as that. We'll take him out. I want you to hear it again because this is Biden telling the world that they will illegally eliminate Donald Trump to prevent him from getting back to the White House. He didn't. He doesn't say anything about, I'll defeat him in another election like I did before, because he knows he didn't. To your predecessor, who is about to launch another campaign. So how do you reassure them if that is the reason for their questioning that the former president will not return, that his political movement, which is still very strong, uh, will not oh, yeah. once again take power in the United States. <laughs> well, um, we just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by uh, if we uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he, uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our Constitution, does not become the next president again. Legitimate efforts of the Constitution. The Constitution doesn't make any efforts. It's a paper. It's not a human being. It doesn't make efforts. What is he talking about? Of course, he's talking about nothing. What he's saying is, we'll make certain that Trump will not be in the White House again. No matter what we have to do, we'll do it. That's what he's saying. So that's, he's threatening a crime is what he's threatening to do. No matter what, he'll make sure Trump doesn't win again. Kind of like when he bragged about committing a bribe in Ukraine, wasn't it? I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had they were walking out to the press conference. Said, nah, I said, I'm not going to, or we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. Uh, I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked at it and said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a <laughs> got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. Someone who was solid, who would cover up for the Biden's corruption plan. We played you the, the phone call tapes of Biden yesterday, talking to Poroshenko himself, telling him he needs that prosecutor fired, the prosecutor that was investigating Burisma, which just happened to have Hunter Biden on their board for no reason whatsoever, other than to accept bribes. We played that tape for you yesterday. We also played the tape for you yesterday where Poroshenko responded by saying, Despite the fact that this prosecutor has done nothing wrong, we'll accept his resignation and force him to resign. And then Biden went on to say in another phone call, I don't want you letting Trump know what I've been up to, so please tell the bank to close so that they don't know Trump doesn't come snooping around. And the bank closed. This is the most corrupt president we've ever seen in our lifetime. And it isn't close. Then back in 2019, 
Biden was accusing President Trump of doing exactly what Biden did. Trump and his emissaries have sought repeatedly to extort the existential fears of Ukrainian leaders for political advantage. What Trump did in Ukraine was to carry out a secret policy for his own personal political benefit and the hope that he wouldn't have to face me. A corrupt scheme with an additional helping of corruption and self-dealing on the side. Classic Trump. Can you believe the balls of this guy? He made those comments knowing that the guy who extorted Ukraine was him. He extorted Ukraine. It's incredible. And classic Trump. No, it's classic Biden. Extort, commit a crime, lie about it, distract people from my crime by saying someone else committed a crime, and pray that it goes away. And that prayer is always answered because he knows he has the liberal corrupt media in his back pocket. So that's how they do it. It's not a mystery. Commit the crime, lie about it, distract you by claiming someone else did it, pray that it goes away, and that the media will cover it up, and then presto, the media covers it up. It's a simple plan, and it's worked forever for the Democrats. Yesterday, a reporter had the nerve to ask Biden why the FBI informant, the whistleblower, Continues to refer to Biden as the big guy, which, by the way, in the Tony Bobulinski emails, the big guy was identified as Biden, Hunter Biden withholding 10% of the profits of that company for the big guy, even though the big guy said he had no business dealings with his son and never even spoke to him about it, ever. Here's Biden's response to that reporter. Why do you ask such a dumb question? Why do you ask such a dumb question? You know, why don't you answer the question like this, for instance? Kevin, why does the FBI whistleblower continue to refer to you as the big guy? I don't know. I'm not the big guy. I never had anything to do with my son's business dealings. I've spoken to him about them. I've advised him, but I never took money from them. And the proof is there is no record of me ever taking money. That would have been an answer for him. We all know that's not true, but at least it would have been an answer where he actually sort of defended himself rather than throwing it back on the reporter for asking a dumb question. What's dumb about it? I want to know the answer to that. Why does the whistleblower in the FBI continue to refer to Biden as the big guy if he's not the big guy? Is the FBI whistleblower a liar? Biden could have said that. Well, I'm not the big guy. And why he's referring to me that way, I don't know. He must be a liar. But he didn't say that either. He just called the reporter dumb. And then, of course, yesterday, Biden gave us all more evidence as to why he should be in a home and not the home known as the White House. When he goes off the reservation, it's priceless. We've mobilized the world's leading emitters to help poor countries deal with the impacts of climate change. They called it the G7, the Build Back Biden, Build Back Better. And we realized that got confusing. So now we don't call it that. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We have plans to build in, 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 in Angola, one of the largest solar plants in the world. I can go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble. You're going to get in trouble because you're stupid. 
and you're lying. He's going to build a railroad from the California coast to the Indian Ocean. A railroad over the ocean. Do you know how far that is, by the way? That's 9,100 nautical miles. He's going to build a railroad. It'll be done by the time infants today are 300 years old. Of course, it'll never be done. It'll never even be attempted. It's nonsensical. And what, what this guy's talking about, no one knows. It's very hard to understand because he's so far out there. But he can't even fix potholes. He's got his infrastructure bill that he brags about all the time, and it's done nothing. As Tucker Carlson said, drive 500 miles in any direction from where you are right now, and you will not encounter pristine roads, pristine bridges. You will encounter decrepit bridges, falling apart bridges, potholes in the roads, in the highways. And now he's going to build a railroad from California to the Indian Ocean. (laughs) And yet Pelosi, when asked if Biden's age is a concern, supports this kind of nonsense with her own arrogant, snarky, bitchy ways. Do you think that President Biden's age has finally caught up to him at all? Absolutely not. I think the president is great. I'm proud to be supporting him, and I don't even know why you asked that question. Do you think he has the stamina to finish a second term if he were? Yes, I do. And please don't bother me with such frivolity. The arrogance of these people is mind-numbing. Biden calls the reporter dumb. She says, please don't bother me with such frivolity. I guess she wanted to assure us that she knew a big word. How about we ask you about your stock transactions, you and your criminal husband? Why don't we ask about that? Care to answer those? Of course not. We watched 60 Minutes, and one of the 60 Minutes correspondents that wasn't corrupt actually followed Pelosi around and at a news conference asked her about her corrupt stock dealings, and she blew him off and asked, what are you talking about? (laughs) And then when he explained it, she shut him down. Now, we could make fun of Biden building a railroad from California to the Indian Ocean. Of course, that's easy. Jimmy Fela, it is easy, isn't it? We could make fun of him for this, but I'm going to follow his lead. What did he say at the State of the Union? Now's the time to choose between unity and schmeckenahemmenahemma. And we got to make the choice here, Sean. And i got to be honest with you. As much as I like a good schmeckenahemmenahemma, I think unity is the way to go here. He's nuts. We know he's nuts. Like, we're watching this. The real reason getting past the geological challenges of building a bridge across the ocean is under this administration, if you build more bridges, we're going to have more people jumping. Okay, this guy's a mess right now. There's like a line. My friends who still drive cabs in the city, that's like the hottest fair in town right now. They're like, take me to the George Washington Bridge. We're like, we can't. Biden. <laughs> It's so true. Great comedy is always born of truth. Now, this is the Biden crime family that Amy Robach, one of the last journalists uh, on a liberal network, and by the way, she's sort of disappeared since she did this interview with Hunter Biden about a year and a half ago. We don't hear much from Amy Robach anymore. She's a very good correspondent, a very good reporter, and asked all the questions and then ripped into her management at ABC for, for trying to squelch and censor her reporting. But here's when she had Hunter Biden on the ropes, asking him about his qualifications to be on the Burisma board. You didn't have any extensive knowledge about natural gas or Ukraine itself, though. 
no, but I think that I had as much knowledge as anybody else that was on the board, if not more. In the list that you gave me of the reasons why you're on that board, you did not list the fact that you were the son of the vice president. Of course, president. yeah. No, I, I, what role do you think that played? I think that it is impossible for me to be on any of the boards that I just mentioned without saying that I'm the son of the vice president of the United States. If your last name wasn't Biden, do you think you would have been asked to be on the board of Burisma? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. He said that he wouldn't be on any of those boards if his name wasn't Biden. And then when she asked him specifically about Burisma, he said, probably not. I don't know. Well, you just said you wouldn't be. And now you've already changed your mind because in your, in your mind as you were answering these questions, you were thinking, uh-oh, I just admitted that I'm a buffoon and I don't belong on these boards. I better qualify that and say, well, maybe not. You can see the wheels rolling in their minds, these liars. Saul Weisenberg is not a liar. He was a former deputy independent counsel in the Whitewater case with the Clinton crime family. He likes Trump's chances in this supposed trial, if it should ever come to trial. I think it's very unlikely that this case will go to trial before the election, and I think it's quite possible this case will never go to trial. Uh, Certainly, uh, now, if, if Donald Trump wants to do what Ted Stevens did and insist on a speedy trial right away... He could certainly do that. I think it would be uh, a tremendous mistake. This is a this is a winnable case. He's got a good ven- a jury venire pool to choose from. He's got a favorable judge, uh, and certainly, uh, if this goes in the course of what a typical federal criminal trial in Miami would go, particularly one where people need the attorneys will need security clearances. It's called SEPA clearances. It's just going to simply take a while, and then you're going to be up against the the trial date that's already set in New York, and then you're going to be up against the presidential election. So nobody is going to force him to go to trial too early here. Carpe diem, Saul Weisenberg. Now, should that trial be on television? Well, Alan Dershowitz has a point. He thinks it should be. And his reasoning is because the media will lie to you about the coverage. And he has an example. I think we have to have this trial on television. Yesterday's proceeding should have been on television, and it wasn't. You know, it's interesting. I watched on two channels. I won't mention what they are. On one of them, the reporter said Trump was slumping. It looked like a defeated man. The other one said Trump was sitting up. His chest was out. He was defiant. This is the same incident. I think the American public have a right to see Trump's face, the judge's face, maybe not the juror's face, but all the evidence, let's let's make our own judgment so we don't have to evaluate the case through the prism of often biased reporting. You know, it's interesting, in the OJ case, of course, I was involved in that and it was on television. The people who watched it on television were less surprised by the verdict, by the outcome of the case that outraged so many people. But the people who watched it were less surprised than the people who read about it in the New York Times. Not surprising. Not surprising at all, because the media will color it their way. Scary, what we live in today. Douglas Murray is from England, and he has a pretty good take on what's happening in American politics today. The interesting thing that's been happening recently in America is something which is very reminiscent from history how to get rid of a popular leader without making yourself unpopular. Very, very classic problem that people face throughout history. And one of the other things we're seeing at the moment, of course, is that it's not enough to defeat your political opponent. You've got to kill them. 
Right. Now, of course, the Greeks uh, took that uh, very literally. Um, uh, maybe it's not so literal at the moment, but it's not far off, is it? No, it isn't, Douglas Murray. It really isn't. And we'll leave you with that today because it's a short show, as I mentioned. But we're back fighting the good fight for you again Monday morning, off to a holiday golf tournament in Springfield, Illinois. So I apologize for the short show, but we'll have the full show back on Monday. Enjoy the Father's Day weekend, everyone. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.